0: Go ahead. I'm Bethany and I'm nine years old and... And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he loves us more than anyone. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world and the hope of living with Him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why He wants you to join Him. Hey guys, Alicia Yoder here on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. There are so many different ways that God wants to speak his truth to us, whether it's in a Bible verse or story, through our parents, teachers, friends, a song, through helping someone else, being out in his creation, and in the thoughts he pops into our minds. We know it's his truth when it sounds like something he would say to us if he were standing right in front of us. And the way we know if it's something he would say to us is by learning what kind of king and friend he is in his word and in talking to other people who love Jesus. That's also where the Holy Spirit helps us to learn about him and believe that he's with us in each new day. Last week, we talked about how popular David had become and how much King Saul hated it. He sent David into battle, hoping he'd be killed, threw spears at him, sent men to surround David's house to capture him, and got angry at his own son Jonathan for helping David. But each time, God protected David and helped him to escape. When Jonathan warned him of the danger, David went to a place called Nob to see Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech shook with fear when he saw him and said, "Why are you alone? Didn't anyone come with you?" David said, "The king wanted me to go on a secret mission for him, and I told my men to meet me somewhere else. So is there any bread you can give me?" The priest said, "I don't have any normal bread, only the consecrated bread from the Temple." And the priest gave him the bread of the presence that had been removed and replaced by new bread that day. David asked Ahimelech, Do you have a sword or spear here? I haven't brought my weapons because I had to rush away for the king. The priest said, Goliath's sword is wrapped in a cloth and you can take it if you want. David said, It is an amazing sword. Please give it to me. And David saw that one of Saul's shepherds was there at the temple, a man named Doeg. David kept running and went to Achish, the king of the Philistines. But the king's servants said, Isn't this the David that people sing about, saying, Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands? So David was afraid of the king and pretended there was something wrong with his mind, letting drool run down his beard and writing marks on the doors of the gate. King Achish said, This man is crazy. Why did you bring him to me? So David left and escaped to a cave. His brothers and other family members came to see him, as well as about 400 men who owed money or were not happy with King Saul's leadership. David went to the king of Moab and said, Would you let my father and mother come stay with you until I find out what God wants me to do? So he left his parents there the whole time he was hiding. But a prophet came to David and said, Go back to the land of Judah. So he did and hid in the forest. Now Saul was in the land of Gibeah, sitting under a tree with his officials and leaders standing around him. He said, Listen up. Will David give you fields to grow food? Will he put you in charge of his armies? Is that why you've all turned against me? No one told me when my son Jonathan made a covenant promise with David or that he told David to hide so that David could jump out and hurt me. But Doeg spoke up and said, I saw David go to the priest Ahimelech in Nob. Ahimelech talked to the Lord for him and gave him food and Goliath's sword. So Saul sent for Ahimelech and his whole priestly family to come to him. Saul said to Ahimelech, Why have you made plans against me, you and David, by giving him bread and a sword and talking to God for him, so that now he has turned against me and is waiting to hurt me? Ahimelech answered, Who is more loyal to you than David, your son-in-law, captain of your army and respected in your whole family? I have often talked to God for him. don't accuse me or my family, for I don't know anything about what's going on. But the king said, You and your whole family of priests will die. Then he ordered his guards, Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because they are on David's side, and knew he was running away and didn't tell me. But the guards weren't willing to strike the priests of the Lord. So the king turned to Doeg, saying, You kill the priests. So Doeg did, killing 85 priests. And Saul killed the people who lived in Nob, too. But one of Ahimelech's sons, named Abiathar, escaped and ran to David. He told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. And David said, That day when I saw Doeg... I knew he would tell Saul about me. It's my fault that all your family of priests have died. Don't be afraid to stay with me. Saul is against us both, but you will be safe with me. One day, David found out that the Philistines were attacking an Israelite town called Kala. So he asked God, Should I go and attack these Philistines? And God said, Go, attack them, and save the town of Kayla. But David's men said, We're afraid of our own people here in Judah. How much more scared we'll be to fight the Philistines? David asked God again, and God said, Go down to Kayla, for I'm going to let you defeat the Philistines. So David and his men went to Calah and fought the Philistines and saved the people of Calah. Saul found out that David had gone to Calah and he said, God must be handing him over to me, for David has trapped himself in a city with gates. And Saul called his army for battle to go against David and his men. When David learned what Saul was planning to do, he said, O Lord, God of Israel, I have heard that Saul is planning to come to Calah and destroy it because of me. Will the people of Cala hand me over to him? Will Saul come down, like I've been told? Please tell me. And God said, He will come. David asked again, Will the people of Cala give me to him? And God said, They will. So David and his 600 men left Kayla and kept traveling from place to place. When Saul found out that David had escaped from Kayla, he didn't go there. David stayed in the hills and deserts. Every day Saul looked for him, but God kept him safe. Saul's son Jonathan found David and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul won't find you, and you will be the king over Israel, and I will be next to you. Even my father knows this. The two of them made another covenant promise before the Lord, and then Jonathan went home. Some men who lived in the desert came to Saul and said, David is hiding near us. "'Come down whenever you would like, and we will hand him over to you.'" Saul said, "'The Lord bless you for your concern. "'Go find out where David usually goes and who he has seen him there. "'He is very sneaky, so find out his hiding places and come tell me. "'Then I'll go with you.'" So they went on ahead of Saul. Saul and his men began to search And when David found out Saul was coming, he went to the desert of Maon. Saul heard about it and went there too. As Saul was going along one side of the mountain, David and his men were running away on the other side. As Saul and his army got closer and closer, about ready to capture David and his men, a messenger came to Saul saying, Come quickly! The Philistines are attacking our land. So Saul stopped pursuing David and went to fight the Philistines. And David went to hide in the desert caves of En Gedi. Do you think David made all the right choices when he was running away from Saul? He didn't know what would happen next just as we don't know how things will turn out when something scary happens in our lives. But David's heart was determined to keep following God, whether it landed him in the desert or to rescue a town that ended up being willing to turn him into Saul. God had promised David that he would be the next king of Israel, even though it might not seem like running from one place in the desert to another would be the best preparation for becoming a king. Saul had quit following the Lord and was so against God's plans that it made him kill the priests, the men God had chosen to teach the Israelites about God and offer sacrifices for their sins. He didn't care about what God wanted anymore and was so confused that he thought God was helping him to capture David when the men of Ziph said they knew where David was. But David kept coming to God with all his feelings, talking to him about the scary things that were happening and expected God to comfort him and show him what to do next. Maybe God even put the idea in David's mind to pretend he was crazy when he realized King Achish would hurt him rather than help him. He tried to find a safe place by going to the tabernacle and even lied to Ahimelech to try and keep him from being hurt by Saul. But even that wasn't a safe place for David. God himself was the only one who was going to be David's true hiding place, his rock and refuge, even if it had to be in the wilderness and deserts. David even kept talking to God about helping his people while he was on the run, rescuing the city of Cala from the Philistines. And he didn't give up, even when God told him that the people of Cala would turn him into Saul if he didn't keep running. God sent Jonathan to remind David he wasn't alone, and even sent a messenger to turn Saul away at the exact time Saul and his army would have caught up with David on the other side of the mountain. Do you think Jesus still wants to help us like that today? If we feel afraid of the dark, or our parents seem worried about something, Or someone keeps making fun of us? Or someone close to us is sick or hurting? Or we feel like no one wants to be our friend? Does Jesus really see us and care? What if we choose not to trust he's going to take care of us sometimes? Or we feel too scared to even talk to him about it? Or we think we can figure out our problems on our own without his help. Do you think he will still love us and help us to turn back to trusting him? If you have received his forgiveness through Jesus' death on the cross, asking him to be your king forever, then you are his beloved child. His spirit is living in you, and he will never Never leave you. He hasn't promised to keep hard things from happening or to keep other people from sinning against you. But he has promised to listen to you whenever you talk to him and send his help, wisdom, encouragement, and guidance through the words he puts in your mind and heart exactly when you need it. Just like David didn't know what would happen the next day or even in the next five years, God is teaching us too to trust his power and that he will take care of us and that his plans for us are good and fit with all he's doing to make our hearts like his and show his love to others. It's like you and all the other people who follow Jesus are like the branches of a tree. And Jesus is the tree trunk. And as you stay stuck to him, he gives you the food and water your branches need to keep growing and point up to the sky, showing others how great he is. And whenever you feel afraid, like there are too many things wanting to make you feel sad or scared or discouraged, you can picture Jesus holding you in a safe place. Maybe in your room, or a cabin in the mountains, or even a cave in the desert. Just like we need food and water for our bodies to stay healthy, Jesus can give our hearts the food and water it needs as he shows us what to do next. And he can help you to keep loving others, even if they don't seem to be very thankful for you. Jesus sees every kind thing we do, and we can keep asking him things like, Jesus, what good things do you have for me to do today? I invite you to show me. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for being our rescuer and for showing your power in our lives and others around us for our good. We need you more than we even need food and water. And we love you. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, thanks for listening today. Let's go love someone.